0: All right, you guys ready? Let's do this.
1: You're listening to the best, of the best, to the best. This is like proof of the supernatural.
2: This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month.
1: What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. See, si, senor, I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just
0: let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith.
2: Scott Weeby,
1: Brian Shusco.
2: Gentlemen, uh, I don't know if you know this, but a little bit's happened since we last recorded this episode. Good Lord. These are a few things. Uh, we've had an entire World Cup take place.
0: Yep. Uh, congratulations. Argentina.
2: Yes. And then there Don't have been... Don't cry for me, Argentina. Oh, there's... Well, I think there were some tears. Happy tears. I think they're still crying. As emotional as uh, those Argentinians are, yeah. generally speaking.
0: The scenes from Buenos Aires was absolutely nuts.
2: What would it look like in the United States if the U.S. won the World Cup? Not
0: that. I wish. No. No. It'd be in more places than just one city, probably. But, dude, that was like, I can't even, you can't even make that up. Yeah. The the drone
2: shots
0: (laughs) and the seas of of people. It's crazy.
2: It's crazy. And then the Premier League came right back in and jumped into their festive fixtures. Roaring back. And uh, as we're sitting here on Tuesday night in the midst of Game Week 19, 25 Premier League matches have been played since the restart post-World Cup. So we'll talk about that a little bit. What's happened in those matches? We're going to zoom out a little bit, as you have to do when 25 matches have been played. And we're also in the middle of game week 19. Six more matches are yet to be played. And uh, and so obviously there's there's more to talk about. Once those matches are played, uh, so we'll give a full game week nineteen recap next week. But six for now, or
0: just five, Scott?
2: It's six. There's a double game week for Chelsea. My goalkeeper, Keppa. That's right. That's right. That's has right. Has two yeah. matches. Not that one of them matters. I think one of them might be negative points.
0: But it won't be till. The, is it? Will it not be till the following week? It'll be
2: after the World Cup week or the, uh, the FA, FA Cup, Cup weekend. weekend. So, oh yeah. my
0: gosh, this will be the longest match week of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, that is bizarre.
2: In a non-COVID year, yes. But anyway, uh, we'll talk about, uh, we're going to go through the table actually and talk about who we have from the different clubs and how the mojo is looking and any of the key storylines that we're paying attention to, things that stood out to us in the 25 matches that have been played so far. Lots of ground to cover, probably should jump right into it.
1: Yeah, and we'll have a how to say tonight. Ooh. We got a how to say for you guys.
2: All right. And I have to make an announcement. Uh, We've talked about this at the end of a couple of episodes prior to the World Cup break, uh, but we are planning a season-ending party. For those who have missed it, it's also my last official day on this podcast. Uh, But on the final day of the season, we're going to be at our local historic theater, the Academy Center of the Arts. We are going to be taking in the Premier League matches. We'll probably do the Goal Rush yeah, Uh on the big screen. We might have some other things going on too, but I'll it'll have be like a, chance. a computer
0: and tablet up.
2: That's right, <laughs> and something, something. will have other matches. Although Arsenal might have the the championship wrapped up by then, so you can only wish. <laughs> uh, but we will be gathering together. And if you are listening to this, if you are a listener to this podcast, we would love for you to join us. That'd be fantastic. Lynchburg, Virginia, the Academy Center of the Arts. What's the date? I think it's May twenty eighth. Is it that late? Does it sound right? Whatever late. That is. I feel like the, it's usually more mid-May. It usually is, but there was a World Cup, Dave, in the middle of the season. Not sure if you heard. Blast. Is, Sunday, May 28th. It is May 28th. Look at, look at Scott. So mark your calendars. Plan to join us. More details to come. But if you are anywhere remotely in the area or able to come to Lynchburg, Virginia, we would love for you to join us. Uh, like I said, more, more information as we go through the second half of the season. All right, Brian. Now let's kick this thing off.
1: Yeah, let's talk about everything that's happened for the last month. Uh, two months. For the mean. last two months. Yeah. Well, I guess I want to start with
2: two FPL-specific items before we get into the clubs themselves. Sure. Uh, I know, Brian, you want to talk about the uh, the potential for some of the double fixtures, double game weeks, the rescheduled fixtures that we see in the second half of the season. But before we get into that, I want to talk about how Boxing Day started this whole thing off. There was a lot of angst. Is that a word that I can use in this podcast? Of course, it's a word. There was a lot of angst on boxing day. You're allowed to use words. Yeah, but sometimes I use words, and you look at me like, "What?" That's just because I'm stupid, and I'm not the wordsmith that you are. Ah, uh, wordsmith. Name pun. <laughs> Good job, Dave. Um, no, there's a lot of angst about the triangles on players post-World Cup that yeah. ended up not having anything to do with reality. Yeah,
0: well, that's true. Now, Scott, does it shock you that the Premier League intel and their sources don't have, number one, obviously there's no injury protocol to help them, but also when are they ever on top of anything?
1: So, I mean, it doesn't fair. It doesn't surprise me. Who that- are you most worried about coming out of the break? The guys I had with orange triangles <laughs> on the knees. <laughs> did, did, did you feel comfortable with
2: your World Cup wild card? Yeah. Okay. I went heavy. I felt like there was a lot of discount options that were good enough that I went really heavy on the superstar front. So I, I basically kept what we discussed in our last episode okay. of our pod. Uh, KDB, Sala, Kane, and Holland are all in my squad with Kep as my goalkeeper and Kieran Trippier anchoring my defense. So I feel yeah. good about that. And everyone else is a four-something defender or a five-something midfielder. Yeah. But uh, not not worried about that at all. But no, I, you know the biggest name that I think a lot of people were upset about with with injury, the lack of injury protocol, was Alexander Mitrovich. He yeah. had a hot, yeah. festive fixture period, but coming into it,
1: you didn't know if he was going to play at all. Yeah. And he's been... Well, he was fantastic coming out of the yeah out of the break, which then um, hilariously led to nothing, and then back to now something. But it will get you only half of what he could get. You. <laughs> he's a he's a perfect. Okay. It's a perfect way to end twenty twenty two and go into twenty twenty three. Alexander, meet man, meet your.
2: Well, you say that by that, I'm going to interpret what you just said as meaning. Soccer will never change. It never has changed, and it's always going to be the same. It's funny to me that for roughly three – was it probably three years ago, Dave? We did an entire episode on an international break week just about how the Premier League could put an injury protocol into place. Oh, well,
0: absolutely. We have the injury protocol pod. It's still relevant. We could go back and still it right now. Yeah, it's still relevant. Yeah, for
2: sure, for sure. And, you know, more people now are starting to trumpet the need. But, I mean – It's always been there, but when is the Premier League ever going to change? sure. You know, it's funny. I I actually, you know, everyone, everyone who's anyone is saying that we just witnessed the best World Cup final ever. Some of those who who are willing to be a little bit more modest about their words are at least saying that it's probably the best World Cup final in their lifetimes. And that might be true. And I have a bittersweet feeling about that. Soccer has issues. The last thing that I wanted was an entertaining world cup final to make it look like soccer's okay because it's just not well. And, and yet, you know, what's going to change? Nothing, nothing's going to change because in it is biggest showcase. It looked amazing. And it was probably the one match, especially in the knockout rounds, Dave, that they got right, that
0: referees didn't screw it up. Exactly right. Well, Scott, you've been hard on the, the Premier League referees all season and honestly for the past couple seasons. And I'm not saying that you're not wrong, but I tell you what, if that's the best that the world has to offer, then i tell you what, there's a refereeing problem everywhere. And I don't know what's happened. But it's, it's systemic. Gone, it's systemic. It's just gone down here. But let's not talk too much more All about right. that. I want to go over. So coming out of the World Cup, my World Cup wild card, my WCWC.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think I ever said that team and or what I ended up going with. I'm going to briefly go through that. In that team was Castagna and Patterson. And I took a hit and changed Castagna this was going into last week. I took a hit. T- one of the greatest moves I've made all season, and turned Castagna into Luke Shaw, and Bueno or Patterson into Bueno.
2: Wait, was this? Uh, so wait, was this the Luke Shaw who scored?
0: This is the Luke Shaw who, yeah, in mat- match week, I had him going into the Wolves match. So he got me nine points, and then currently is has fifteen points
1: for And then was week.
2: that the same Bueno who I think he was subbed out before? Yeah, Manchester United scored yes. the winning goal, so he got clean. So he got clean sheet points, even though Wolves yes, lost. Yes, but one. Bueno
0: was not. He was on my bench, but yes, technically I had him for that. It's crazy. Too. So yeah. So, anyways, I'll quickly blast in my team up front. I have Holland, Kane, and Green, and Greenwood. Not Mason Greenwood. What's his name? Lee. Sam. Sam Greenwood. Lee Sam Greenwood. I have Holland, Kane, and Sam Greenwood from Leeds. Midfield: Odegaard, Almiron. De Bruyne, Salah and Cisco Somerville. Cincenscio Somerville. Cisco. No. It's Cisco to me. Lead singer of
1: none, none of Dru- those Drew correct, Hill. But it's close um,
0: uh, Defense is Saliba, Trippier, Shaw, De Gea, well, uh Bueno and Shaw. And then goalkeepers De Gea and Ward. So Scott, one of the one crazy thing that's worked out for me so far is I I had Deheia coming out of my World World Cup wild card.
1: I was gonna say, uh, and when it's, we were it's talk kind about of it, it's it was, kind
0: of paid off for me.
1: I was gonna say, props to you for listening to the advice of the podcast right before the World Cup break to bring David. De Gea I De Gea. did, as
0: I was finally produced that podcast, and it only took me like uh, you know six months, but I finally got it out there, it and was am like
2: far the longest break between recording and release <laughs> for sure in the history of the podcast. And
0: and a lot uh, going on. <laughs> But it was awesome going back <laughs> and listening to it like for the first
2: time. You got some intel on your team. And
0: it was the longest pod we've ever done. It was over two hours. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, Who's was listening like, to that yeah. shit? I, like, I
2: don't know. There's a few people.
1: Oh. Um.
0: Anyways, but bottom line is this. Yes, this is the most record-breaking <laughs> de- defense week that I've ever had. Seven points from De Gea at the moment. Seven points from Saliba. Eight from Trippier. Fifteen from Shaw. And I benched Shaw, of course. You know, I... I, I don't know. I I should have thought about it a little bit better. And I,
2: I really, played, you, I played you, Almiron. <laughs> you really thought about uh, Arsenal-Newcastle ending nil-nil like they did today? Well, I don't know. I didn't. That's why I played Trippier and Almiron. Can I ask you a question? But I, I did play Saliba and Odegaard. This is turning into the Ulysses of pods. But when Mikel Arteta <laughs> loses his mind. I love it. Do you love it? Yeah.
0: Okay, I need to ask Come him on, me. come on, Klopp loses mind guy. Yeah, wants yeah, yeah, to yeah, punch yeah. people. Yeah, don't Brian. don't act like this when you love it when, no, when Klopp is I passionate know. and hugs his players
2: and screams and is mad and shows those teeth. Okay, so I, I hear you, and that's why I'm gonna turn to Brian now. Uh-huh. Brian, I'm gonna count on you to give me real answers. Yes. <laughs> Not fake dutz answers. Hey, listen, okay, and he okay, also okay. was just
0: upset about handballs too.
2: Alright, so uh, <sighs> Don't even tell me, like, listen, nobody knows what a handball is this season. Okay. That's fair. Not even a World Cup referee. All right, so, Brian. (laughs) Yep. As a neutral in Uh this, you're not an Arsenal fan. You're not a Liverpool fan. Jurgen Klopp has traditionally been pretty animated on the touchline. Yes. Mikel Arteta also is very animated on the touchline. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Are they similar, or is there a difference in the way that the two managers are animated?
1: I I definitely don't think of them the same way in their animation. But okay. I, what does that mean? I think mean? that has to do with Arteta looking like um, an, animal an attractive mouse. Okay. All right.
2: All right. You
1: know what I mean? He, Where you Klopp, think he's an
2: attractive mouse?
1: Well, I'm just saying he has he has a small face. Everything is so big. But big funny. eyes. His hair is, is everywhere. And... <laughs> He, he is just—he is just a little a stick of dynamite in a in a nice suit on the sideline all the time. Yeah. So when he blows up, it's like—he I mean, really it's just, is, He's
2: skinny too. So stick a dynamite. I like it. Like he's—it's exp- yeah.
1: different than Klopp, where you just where Klopp all you can has, see is yeah, teeth. Klopp is yeah. There's there's something that's much more. You expect that kind of thing from someone that looks like Jurgen Klopp. On the sideline,
2: yeah. You know, don't so, you see, don't you think though that Arteta seems to direct his anger to opposing managers more?
1: How many guys? Has he got, how many t- guys has he gotten in their face?
2: Yeah. Well, Eddie Howe today.
1: I didn't think Eddie Howe. I mean, it seemed like Eddie Howe wasn't really. Eddie Howe seemed what,
2: amused by the attractive I don't know mouse. What he was really saying, more than saying saying
1: anything that got. I mean, I think it might have been just that he was dismissing it. Like dismissing any claim to a penalty, yeah. And Arteta was just well, what's in, in what, the moment, you know in, you know, in a little bit of defense of Eddie Howe here. What's he supposed to do? That's right. Right. No, I don't think. I, I think. I you think know that's what, what Mikel? I, mean. I think Eddie Eddie Howe was just. He, I think he was just saying. I
0: mean, a normal what person
1: is Eddie I
2: mean. supposed to go? Mikel,
1: you're right. Fourth referee. Boy, we lucked out on that one.
2: <laughs> that should be a handball. You can go ahead and give him that one, referee. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, seriously. Chris, like I know. Well, that's my point. What's Arteta doing? Why is they he all, picking they fights? They all do He's picking it. fights. They all do it. All right. All right. So, Brian, yeah. you wanted to talk a little bit about the potential for double game weeks coming fast, coming soon.
0: Real quick, also, I want you to just run through your current squad. I know you made two oh. changes off the WCWC. Just quickly blast through it so we can get that out of the way, then we can refer back to some things.
1: Well, just uh, my uh, coming out of the... the my wild card from the world cup. I was really satisfied with the way my because you also was. scored a
0: hundred in that first I match. Was, yeah.
1: I got a hundred in game week 17 and was pretty happy with that. Uh, but it was Darwin Holland. Martial was where I okay. started. All right. Wow. I I kept, kept uh, Captain I kept, Holland, I, right? Yeah, I kept all playable midfield. I didn't really make any changes there, except I except to bring in Rashford in place of someone. I, I think it Rashford was, I, was very good that first. Rashford time. in for Saka, I'm pretty sure. So it was Martinelli, Almiron, uh, Trossard, Sala, Rashford in midfield. Defense was Trippier, Reese, James, uh, Andy Robertson, Ben White, Kinder Bueno, Hugo Kinder Bueno. Got you. Uh, and then I kept kept I kept Keppa and Ward as my goalkeepers. I did not make, I did not change those guys. Um, I rolled the transfer in game week 18, uh, thinking that like I didn't want to rush transfers uh, to like to rush anybody out. I liked all of the matchups going into game week 18. So this week I had two transfers, and uh, I brought in Shaw um, for Reese James. Reese out. It's,
0: it's a no-brainer.
1: Reese out. Shaw in, and uh, Martial out. Uh, Meatman in. Captain Meatman. So, uh, so that was uh, my thinking going into this week. Was I was not going to leave Shaw out with a home match against Bournemouth.
0: Yeah, smart move, as he crushed this week. I too, currently this week, am Captain Holland. I did not make a transfer coming into this week. So interesting. You made two. I made zero. Um, I probably would have maybe made a move. Uh, full confession, I missed that there was going to be a little bit of a double match week. But then again, once even when I saw it, I looked and I'm like, you know what? I'm just not sure I, I want to make that move. So I'm carrying two transfers into this coming week. And I think you're going to tell me in a little bit that's probably a decent move. And we'll we'll get to that. But I'm currently, I got four players left, bruyne Somerville, uh, Holland, and then Mr. Harris-Kane. I can tell
1: you what I was thinking of doing instead of what I actually did. It would lead to a question that we can talk about right after we talk about double game week stuff, because it pertains to your guys. Scott, I'm pointing at you. Uh, because I was thinking of captaining, just uh, rolling the transfer, or just since I made one, I was going to just make Luke Shaw my only transfer this week. I was thinking of captaining Darwin this week. Mm. So if I had made no move, I would have kept Anthony Martial... I would have captained I would have taken a shot captaining Darwin just just on the just on the stats, on his uh amazing amount of big misses or whatever. But <laughs> I ended up <laughs> but I ended up not doing that. Uh the uh Mitrovic FOMO uh turned out to be uh too much for me. So that's what brought Mitrovic into my team. What Dave is talking about as far as double game weeks, this is entirely credit to Ben Krellen, who is uh along with uh Lego Mane. Uh, one of the main two resources for uh game week pile ups, uh one of the people doing that awesome background legwork um to figure out what the you know what the fixture pile up means, what scheduling is gonna look like. His recommendation coming into this game week was to bank a transfer going into game week 20, specifically because uh on the lower end of it, uh a bunch of really Awesome players are on uh, four yellow card. They're one, one yellow from a suspension. We saw what happened with Alexander Mitrovic. Anyone who captained him, uh, including me, is uh, disappointed that he's not going to play the second match.
2: Yeah, but I would say you have to feel... I, I think there's an alternative view on Mitrovic's yellow card accumulation suspension, which is, you know what? You got the one match, you got a goal. Yeah. And the match he's missing is Chelsea. Which is the one that you're probably not counting on points as much in anyway? Yeah, but the Meat Man's been scoring on everybody. I know Fulham's been tough. Well, I, man. I, I'm just saying, uh, you know, I'm the cynic I, of the I know pod. What I mean. But optimistically, you got to think: well, at least it happened today, so I still got. I'm not going to miss a game week with him.
1: Sure. Yeah, you want a return then no return. That's for sure. And you got one, so at least that. However. Like, as, as I said, that's, that's the lesser part of it. The bigger part of it is, depending on the way... So there's a ton of FA Cup and EFL Cup things that are happening in the next week and a half. And before the kickoff of Game Week 20, uh, minimum, we will know uh, whether Manchester City and Tottenham and Manchester United and Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace or Leeds... All of those teams could potentially be have double game week game weeks announced. Obviously, we don't know the outcome of that as we sit here. This is something I'm sure will be all over uh, FPL Twitter and FPL outlets wherever they are. Whenever the announcements finally happen from the league. Well,
2: Brian, I can tell you, you know, we we're already in the midst of game week 19, so it's too late to capitalize if you didn't already on the Chelsea or Fulham double. But as we're sitting here, there are 11 matches listed on the FPL website for game week 20. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's City Spurs, which is the extra game right. for game week twenty. But I don't know that you want
1: either club. Like, it, yeah, you do. Well, I, I hear you. City's going
2: to
0: score ten on Spurs.
1: We thought that, City plays. I thought City was going to score ten on Everton, and they managed to not do that. Right. I, I, That's
2: true. That's just City. Yeah. City plays United and Spurs. Spurs play Arsenal and City. It's not a great.
0: That is true. Well, you never know with the Manchester Derby, but United's been playing good, man. Like
2: it won't surprise me if United beat City in that match. Uh, that's my point. My point <coughs> is, my point is, like this is, this is the hardest double game week I've ever seen for both clubs who are getting a double.
1: Yeah. No, and 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 just to run through the, I mean, just you know, we already have Mitrovic. Like we said, uh, Saka and Saliba made it out with no yellow cards today, uh, so they're off the hook. But they were on four. Uh, Leon Bailey, uh, um, Buemo from uh, from Brentford also uh, made it out unscathed, as far as I know. He was on four yellows. Alexis McAllister, I don't know if you're going to him, but Karen Trippier, Fabian Cher, Harry Kane is on four yellows. Like all of these players were all on four yellows entering the game. We are the matches today. Kane is TBD. I mean, everybody else uh, I think on that list except Leon Bailey has. You know, you know, I mean, I don't know how many people are. Having Leon Bailey, but the, but more than before, he's a, I mean, he keeps getting touted on all these, on everybody's lists. Because
2: Villa's, Villa's, Unai Emery's Villa is good mojo. And Villa. Bailey,
1: and Bailey is and playing Bailey basically is in as a center forward yeah. along with Ollie Watkins. He's not Coutinho, he's that Leon is, Bailey. Yeah, that is for sure, and he's 4.5, I think. Either way, the point is there is a lot of things that will be announced before the start of game week twenty. Brian, there are so many players that I have. I would have like uh, the Brian, rage transfer. Before, no, no, hold on, hold on. Just the rage. I just, no, I, I made ahead, a decision go, about go ahead, Leon Bailey go ahead, go I, ahead. just now
2: in my head. Worthy of interrupting I, you? I love it. Hold All your right. thought. Yeah, go ahead. Seventy-five percent because I don't care anymore about this season. <laughs> okay, and twenty-five percent because I know what it'll do to you. Uh-huh. I'm probably going to turn Lee Greenwood into Leon Bailey in my squad. I- Sam Greenwood? Sure, that one. Yeah. Is there a different Greenwood? Is Lee Greenwood the guy who wrote the song?
1: Lee Greenwood is. I, I'm proud to be an American. Uh, <laughs> Sam Greenwood is the is the cheap striker for uh, for Leeds. Yeah, so I'm at. I, but I Leon Bailey is no. A my mid-
2: team's terrible. And it's probably because I do have Lee Greenwood. That's probably the Leon. Problem. Oh, Leon boy. Bailey
1: is a midfielder, so you can't. I wish. Uh, you, you uh, well, wanna, you, I'm
2: gonna. Okay, fine. I'm gonna turn Somerville. That makes yes. Into no, that, Bailey. That
1: makes that will make me very happy and angry at the same time. <laughs>
2: All right. Now, Back to I'll, what you were going to yeah, say. All
1: I was going to say is like I you know the 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 capacity for rage transfers is high. Especially if you have <laughs> and what well, this is this can be our our segue into my into asking you about Liverpool. The number of people I'm sure who have already transferred Salah or, or darwin out has to be in the in the billions I would imagine. I think it's probably a million at least.
2: Yeah. Fake accounts put it in
1: the billions probably. Um but, no, the, I mean, even, uh, you know, you didn't get a return from Martin Odegaard today. You didn't get a return from Soccer or, my, you know, any of the attacking players. Uh, I, I, you're looking at Leon Trossard uh, haver right here Leon. Who, did, who did not. Leon Tras- Trossard? Leandro. Oh. Okay. No, <laughs> hey. I just, did it sound like <laughs> yeah, I said Leon? It sounded like Leon Trossard. <laughs> Leandro Trossard is, on my, is in my starting lineup with his. Uh, How with annoying. His, uh, extremely annoying. Yeah. Evan Ferguson comes in with a goal and assist. Well, we can how to say him later. That may or may not be the proper pronunciation. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I love oh, this. Oh, 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 wait, our...
2: wait, are you doing an Irish how to say? Yes. Oh, Barry, I hope you're listening. Uh, Sala, second most transferred out. Darwin, fourth most transferred out.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. And I think everyone who did that... Trossard, pro- first most. Yeah, for sure. Probably made a mistake doing Also known that. as the most. Yeah, first... <laughs> First most uh kindergartner's <laughs> description of the number one player Wait, I'm not ever. sure
2: if it's Leon or Leandro, though.
1: It could be Le it could be his brother Leon Trossard. Um Scott, to lead into the uh, the this, answer with Liverpool is no. Okay. Just no. Liverpool stinks. Yeah. But what are you doing with their players?
2: I'm owning them, <laughs> unfortunately. No, I'm, I only have one.
1: You have Salah.
2: I do. I have Salah. He was part of my plan to try to maximize premium players in my squad as much as possible.
1: Dave, you only have Salah of I, Liverpool.
0: I do have Salah. He's in I right. am
1: the only person on this podcast with a Liverpool triple up. Wow. Why? I have three. Yeah, Liverpool.
0: I'm questioning that.
1: Well, it hasn't hurt me. Points wise. I'll say that. I know, I'll which let, is wait, the wait, weirdest wait, have, thing because I have a question though. Brian's crushing
0: in first place in our in our mini league. And so the secret is a Liverpool triple. I guess.
1: It helped in the in Game Week 17. It has not helped since. Is
2: Vout Fass a Liverpool player for you in FPL? <laughs> <laughs> he could be.
0: Vout uh, face? No, he
1: is not.
0: Foss? That's what the had she-
2: a that's what the how to shave. How to so shave with Brian yeah.
1: J? <laughs> do you shave since upward or down? Who shaves uh, up? I do both both directions whenever I shave, you but I haven't, used, I haven't used a razor on my face in a long time. Yeah, okay. I use electric since game week seventeen. Since we restarted after the World Cup, is that the, is that Boxing Day and and thereabouts? Yeah. game, so game week seventeen, 17 you, eighteen, and nineteen. They've all blurred together. So seventeen Brian. was before no. In Week 17 was the first week back after the World Cup. We are in the third yes, game. Yes, that's correct. Seven. That We're is correct. Exactly the third game. Yes. Game. Darwin Nunez is leading everyone in almost everything.
2: Except yeah? scoring. Yeah. Yeah. I what, mean,
1: what do you he's do? He's in your
2: all-expected team, for sure. He is in the all-XG team. Yeah. Did,
1: um, was it... Was it Brentford fans? I think that Men and Blazers uh, said that Brentford fans were singing at um, were singing at Darwin. You're just a sh-. Andy Carroll, <laughs> <laughs> and I think they said it's poet. That's poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it? Well, I think it was Brentford. It could have been. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. It's so witty. It could have been the t- who did they? No, play it before? was Brentford.
0: It was it was it was the Brentford.
1: I'm pretty sure boss. that was a Men and Blazers thing. It's just that he is. I mean, it's not just shots and shots on target and touches in the box. It's that he's had seven big chances to score. Yeah. What is he? He's Werner 2.0. Has, no,
0: your opinion, he's has
1: your opinion of him changed at all at any point this season? No, he's exactly okay, what I said right, he was. Okay. I said
2: it was too soon for him. Here's why here's is he everyone is.
1: including him in like the team of the future, alongside the front line, alongside Erling Holland. All right, my and, answer and Killian yes. Mbappe.
2: My answer is two words. Okay, Aleksandar Mitrovic. Okay, couple of seasons. We made fun of him. Way below expectations. Not good. Underperforming. Couldn't score. Fulham get relegated even because he can't score, and other things too, of course. Darwin is the future. Darwin will win a golden boot before. I'll say before the end of the decade, but it'll be sooner than that. He'll win a golden boot in the next few years. I'm willing to place that bet now that Darwin never wins a golden boot. (laughs) No, that's the thing here. He is learning this year. I think next year he scores 20 goals.
0: You're probably right, Scott. How old is he? If only there was a way. He's not
1: 25.
0: Scott, here's the problem. Here's the problem with Liverpool, and I wanted your analysis on this, and we don't need to dwell on this long because, honestly, right now, Liverpool's not worth talking about. He's 23. 23. So, yeah, Mitrovic was struggling at this age, Mm -hmm. doing all the right things, just not putting in the net. Yep. And he goes and he comes back, and, Scott, I bet with you, he scored 43 goals in the championship last year, almost averaged a goal a game. And... You're right. There is a championship to premier league conversion rate, but at the clip he was scoring and I'm like, he's been up in this league. He knows how to play the way he plays. I'm like, he's going to, he's going to score more than the, than the normal conversion rate. And, and he is on track to do that. I was right about that. And Scott, you're probably right. Darwin will end up on that pace is my guess. I feel bad. I'm starting to get to the point where I feel bad for him because Uh, I mean, he's got these – he's just – his decision-making is just so poor. But he puts himself in such amazing positions to score and then literally just, you know, think of an analogy that I can't say on air here, but he just can't get it done.
1: Probably involved Nazis. Did not involve –
0: Oh, Scott's right. Um, (laughs) So –
1: Putting in that – Got you. I got you.
0: One plus three, (laughs) Brian, four – Anyways, so look, he'll be fine. Real quick, my take on Liverpool is this: it's it's weird, um, but what what made Liverpool so dominant for the past four or five years is was Klopp style heavy metal football, and it was mainly revolved around Wijnaldum and Henderson. And this was peak Henderson, and I mean, honestly, peak Wijnaldum. And when Wijnaldum's not there, and it's not peak Henderson, Henderson can't do what he used to do, and so mm-hmm. it. Thiago, good player. Fabinho, good player. But they're not what Henderson and Wijnaldum were. And they were making steals. They were owning in front of the defense. They were they were owning the midfield. And then when they would steal the ball, they'd hit these through balls to Mane and Salah. And, and Liverpool was just the scariest team you've ever seen. And I think that just went so underrated. And now that they're not there. Yeah. And here's the other thing, too. Let's not forget this. Liverpool's missing... Jota and Luis Diaz, who are ridiculous footballers. So that doesn't help. But their defense looks weak because Henderson and Winaldum, and or no one else could fill Winaldum's shoes once he left, and no one realized that. And And no one's
2: filled Mane's shoes because Luis Diaz is hurt.
0: Yeah, and Jota's hurt, and Firmino's hurt. Right?
1: But even when Diaz was there, all that meant was they had more firepower to claw back in and get a draw whenever they went down early. Yep.
0: No, you're it's right, true. because they keep giving up goals they never used to give up. So in one sense, it's like – and so then it's like, well, now you just have a collection of good players, but Klopp can't play the the style that he wants to play because he did not have the two guys in midfield that he needs. And I just don't know – I don't know what the – like what the answers are. You need you need midfielders who can do that, and can you get them?
2: Cody Gakpo signed. We'll see what he does. Again, but he's not – He's not He's not that guy, he's
0: though. He's not I know. that position. And I, I think – Everything else is just window dressing until you fix the heart of what makes Klopp's style work. Yeah. And and it was never as I, and even Milner four years ago was serviceable in that role. And, but he, you know, he just, he's, 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 might as well be a coach now, yeah. and, which is fine. He's, he, I, listen, James Milner's one, oh, of yeah. famous, one, one of my favorite footballers of all time. Yeah. Period. Uh, and so, you know, I just, I just wonder what Liverpool's going to be because they can't do what Scott, what Scott, they can't do what Klopp wants to do. They can't play as style. Or what Scott wants them to do. And or yeah, they can't do what Klopp and or Scott wants them to do. I don't. I don't see a way out of this. Now here's the thing. There's a, a somewhat of a way out if because you know who's second on the list of missed big chances. Brian. No. Is Mister Salah. Yeah. So it's Nunez number one missed big chances. Salah number two. If those guys stop missing those, that's going to gloss over some some holes.
1: Yeah, and there was some I mean I remember seeing it uh at you know just some in the past few weeks you know, and a kind of a discussion of what if Salah had gotten what if there were more penalties cuz he has scored plenty of penalty goals last year and I don't has he scored one this season? A couple, I think. At, at most, I mean it's not many. Just saying like how that could have possibly changed, you know, kind of changed scoring for him or whatever, but still, I mean Everything just feels wrong. It all looks wrong. Uh, I, and, think, and, I think. Biz- I think. And yet, here they sit in over thirty percent. Both uh, Darwin. Darwin's down to fifteen percent selected, but Salah's still in the whole. Th- uh, he's still He's got, got
0: seven goals and five assists. Salah does with all those other missed chances.
1: Right. <coughs> and Salah's in the top. I mean, he's a top three player statistically.
2: Yeah.
1: Where you know, and that's what we said. That was the biggest change. Uh, once his role came back, you know, to put him more, more forward. And, you know, he did produce more. He had, he got 12, you know, goal and assist coming out of the break. Like that was the solid that everybody wants. And now we're back to, you know, two blanks for him in a row. And now in the next five matches, they're at Brighton. Okay. There's goals unpredictable. With Brighton, unpredictable. At Brighton is no, no one wants to play Brighton. I don't mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, home to Chelsea. I, who again, knows? Who, who knows what's going to show up at Wolves? Okay, then you're a little bit, you know, at, at least Wolves is a you good feel paper. better.
2: But by then, will they be in good mojo with new manager lopetegi Who knows?
1: Home against Everton, which uh,
2: derby unpredictable, it's, right,
1: unpredictable. Dar- it hasn't mattered what Everton's form is well, at any point in yep, the last one one years. one right. one, and the, then they're at Newcastle. Absolutely, you do not want to play at. Yeah, Newcastle. that's
2: Champions League Newcastle.
1: Right. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, to me, the next five matches, like, I I think it's so hard to guess what you're going to get out of any player. They're all obviously capable of getting whatever in any match. But the
2: league as a whole is really fun because you never know what you're going to get. You're right. Yeah. I mean, City could drop points. They ha- they have Chelsea are dropping points. Arsenal, Newcastle today was for me it was one of the more anticipated matches in a long time in the league. And it ends nil nil. Didn't expect nil nil. From Arsenal and Newcastle?
0: It was kind of cagey. Well, here's the thing. Arsenal changed the way Newcastle... Newcastle didn't play like Newcastle's been playing all year. Newcastle was like kind of... They didn't park the bus. Not claiming that. But they were pretty content to let Arsenal have a lot of possession. And then and then try to counter. No, on the road. and they haven't played that style against anyone this year.
2: You're gonna be more willing to do that on the road, especially against a first place club in the league. Totally fair.
0: And Arsenal's gonna see a lot more of this. It's like,
2: yeah, I actually think that uh, we're gonna to want to rethink our Arsenal assets soon because the grind of the title chase is gonna set in, and we well, know what that looks like. That looks like well, a lot of you, one nils.
1: You get a you get a Virgil sub at halftime precautionary, you know, for whatever his thigh or hamstring or whatever he had, where they didn't want to risk him. Apparently it's nothing, nothing serious, but still like yeah. they're willing to withdraw uh, Virgil at halftime of a game that they're getting smacked against Brentford. And they're already down Robertson going into that game. So right. the Robertson has to sub on in the second half, which that, you know, to me, yeah. that was another one that was like, Samikas has been good when he's been out there. It didn't matter. they, they give up two goals in the first no, half look sleepy they look I mean, sleepy. that is just well, I mean, that's just. Not it great.
0: was obvious that either Virgil has lost a step, or he does have a hamstring issue because there was this one moment where Embuemo went blowing past him, and then Embuemo did not convert. Allison made a beast of a save on a one-on-one, and Virgil had no chance of catching him. and And I saw that. I'm like, ooh. And then all of a sudden he doesn't come back on a half. I'm like, okay, well, something, yeah, something's wrong. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Trent,
1: you know, Robertson had the better start. I mean, I, you know, I know I mean, he was fantastic that first game, but Trent's got back to back assists. I Trent's think. been great. So Trent has definitely, and you could see, I mean, as far as desire goes, you can't measure heart or whatever, but it looks like Trent was like the most fiery of almost any of the players, especially when he assisted Ox, Oxlade great Chamberlain goal. on the goal. It was a fantastic yeah. goal. Didn't matter though. They concede again after that. So, like, yeah. after, and, and I didn't, didn't Brentford have two other goals ruled out? Yeah. Visa had a
0: t- two VAR and properly, one of them was just unlucky. It was a deflection, but both of them, VAR was right on both. But yeah, they put balls in the net that got ruled out. And it was like, re- it wasn't like a close off sides. It was like really. Negligible stuff,
1: yeah, and Darwin I mean the, to go back to Darwin, I mean Darwin did score and you know his same thing rolled out by VAR which is, was pretty clearly offside, you know I don't think there's any argument with it, but still like he's been that close it's just I just think for for a team that I think you the, it's it's just all I mean we're gonna be here I think with for them with them. I guess, the rest of the season. Yeah. I you guess know, as long as, un- until they have something that they can figure out, which I don't know that, no, that, that's, I don't know that that's happening. Sadly,
2: that business has caught up with them. I, I say sadly as a Liverpool fan, of course, but business has caught up with them. You've got Salah, who's showing the, uh, the slight loss of a step that comes with the comfort of a new contract. Um, I honestly think part of the problem, too, is Klopp's new contract. He doesn't have the fire. He just doesn't. It's not the same. And maybe Dave's right. Maybe it's just the resignation of, I can't do anything else with what I have right now. That could possibly be the case. But you've got a combination of new guys that aren't quite ready to be prime time. And then the rest of the locker room, that's kind of been like, well, we've been there, you know, and it's, it's a weird mix. that's not mixing. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's sad as a Liverpool fan, of course. I mean, it's been a great ride. You know, this, this is when you zoom out and you say, we should have won right. more than one Premier League title. We did win two other trophies last year. I mean. We won a Champions League. We've won a Champions League. Like, there's, like, we're still in the afterglow of greatness. Mm-hmm. But it is a sad season. And, the, you know, obviously next year there will be a lot of pressure to show that this is an enigma, not a new trend. But, you know, also there's a lot of rumors about who's who's owning the club. Are you know? Are is there going to be a new minority owners? Is there going to be a new majority owner? You know, are they going to sell to a? You know, are we going to have another Saudi Arabian owned club in the Premier League? Are we going to see more oil money coming in? Honestly, why not? If the league's going to allow it, sell your soul to the richest bidder and let's spend some dirty money. Like let's <laughs> let's let's get down in the mud with the Newcastle's and the Arsenal's and the cities. Yeah, Darwin's just kidding passing. about the. Just Dr- came out the Arsenal part, Dave. Just came at the Arsenal part. Darwin City passing Junior. to
1: Cristiano Ronaldo next oh, season. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> no, All it's right. it's. Sad. Let's
0: get back to things that matter. Dave, yeah, it's true.
1: Can I ask Dave a question to go, since this is a Liverpool and Arsenal only podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dave, re-rank the Arsenal midfielders.
0: Uh, Odegaard, Saka Martinelli.
2: Really? Yeah. Wow. No, not really. Isn't Odegaard club high for goals? Uh, he doesn't he have the most goals on the club. So what was it? Well, Odegaard?
0: Yeah. I Yeah.
1: think.
0: So. I'm pretty sure I saw that oh, on NBC. You might be right. Uh, if only there was a way. I know Odegaard has uh, seven. Hold on a second. We can. I'm pretty sure he's
2: club. High I got I goals. got
0: this. I got this. Saka has six goals. Martinelli. My gut has says five Martinelli, seven goals and Odegaard, seven
2: goals. Martinelli so, got his seventh. After, I think, Odegaard got his seventh is what it is. So,
0: So Odegaard's
2: tied for club high in goals.
0: He is second highest scoring midfielder currently at 6.6. Almiron, 5.9, is highest. Odegaard's last five games, 10-3, 16-11, 13-2. Technically, that is last six games. Uh, Yeah. It took the Newcastle stunning defense. The best defense in the league, uh, <laughs> slowing down the Arsenal offense, and uh, they did a good job. But listen, Odegaard was still ripping shots today. He was getting chances. Hold on.
2: Am I looking at this right? The top seven defenders overall are all Arsenal or Newcastle yeah.
0: defenders. Yeah. That's amazing. Because they're good, Scott.
2: <laughs> That's why they're first and third in the league.
0: Newcastle, yeah. Newcastle's defense is, credit to them, Number one, they probably have, if not the best, the second best goalkeeper in the league, or arguably one A, one B, and then Trippier, Shar and then Botman and Burnman. Those guys are not only are they all tall, except for Trippier, but man, they're they're good.
2: I have to say, when you look, just go to the FPL website on your internet browser. For those who still use computers instead of phones, yeah. go to the FPL website. The total point stat on the website right now is essentially the story of the season because Arsenal and Newcastle also are dominating the midfield overall points. Mm-hmm. You don't get Cancelo at the defender uh, position until 8th. You don't get KDB until 6th. Foden is the next highest city defender, but he's all the way down midfielder. there in 11th. Uh, midfielder, yep. thank you. But he's all the way down there in 11th. And then you look at forward and it's Holland. If Manchester City hadn't signed Erling Holland in the preseason, they probably wouldn't even be top four right now. Think about that.
0: That's it, it, interesting. That's an interesting thought. It really is. I mean, it's taken a record-breaking season for Erling Holland, and they are no, obviously they and they're currently eight points behind Arsenal.
2: They've they've catered to Holland's presence with a the game trusting, in hand. You know, yeah. they've played well without him they figured out without a true forward in years past so i could be wrong of course but i mean he well, is there so he is their season but i now, think
1: even city fans are kind of i've talked about like the they're a bit predictable they're not really doing much because they're catering so much to holland and so the so the the product has been one dimensional less one less, attra- less attractive in the festive the fixtures,
2: rate. we saw it mars and grealish are playing minutes and they're not good
1: yeah, they're not really
2: not uh, in this system, I was they're not.
1: Salah was Maresing earlier. Uh, but, and real quick, Scott, I
2: know you're looking
0: at those current stats. Let's not forget Arsenal and Newcastle played to a nil-nil draw. So all their players got kind of bonuses. City hasn't, you know, they got a,
2: clean sheet points yeah, for a game win that's not done
0: yet. And it's exactly right. So fair that, point. That is kind of skewed why, maybe why a little you, bit. Why are
2: you being so well, responsible? I just, I,
0: this, I just want to be you know, a responsible podcast host.
1: Okay. You really put Martinelli after both of those guys.
0: So Odegaard uh, is always doing things that's going to get him bonus points. Well, he's also captain,
1: say, yeah. and he's and he's on free kicks,
2: and he's tied and I've for seen the club him high in goals,
0: and and he's tied for the club high in goals and assists, and so and his play has just been Ozil-ish.
1: Well, He's definitely come right. Like in a position alone. early.
2: Early, early Urzel Erzl. Yeah. Yeah. not post gunfight
0: Urzel. Co- 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 honestly, correct. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's a right. good call. Scott.
2: Knife. It was a knife. Knife fight. fight sorry. <clears throat> England, not the U.S. But no, no.
0: Odegaard. A lot of people have been saying like he's the best midfielder in the league right now. I, that's not me. I promise you. It's not me saying that. I'm hearing that and I'm like, really? And oh, there's a lot of pundits that are like what Odegaard's doing He's doing things that almost no one else in the league is doing. And maybe my eye isn't sharp enough to pick up on that
2: stuff.
1: Well, Dave, ask me the d- question already. Do you have Odegaard in your team? No, oh. Dave, ask oh. me the d- are, d- question.
2: Does Arsenal
0: have a shot at making top four?
2: Yes. Oh, man,
0: finally. It only took
2: till January. Ask me the real d- question.
0: Are they a title contender? Yes. Okay. Okay.
2: They, we, we came out of the world cup break. Yeah. We've restarted the season three, seven out of a possible nine points. And the two drop points were to third place. Newcastle. Yes. They came back, did what they need to do. Now there's still a very real question. So that has to be answered, which is, can they stand up to the grind?
0: For sure. And uh, no, no, but, but, you're right. So up to this point, they've, they've answered the questions.
2: They have. But and, now the questions are changing. And I think Brian's question needs to be answered with the grind in mind. Rhyme not intended. Mm-hmm. And I think Odegaard is the clear, clear runaway frontrunner for the guy you want in your fantasy team who's going to find a way to score the one goal that gets them the three points.
0: And or, like, he's going to yeah, always be involved. Say, I
1: mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I still feel the same way about him as a scorer as I do, as I did before. I just think he's... Taken, What's your
0: opinion? Is Martinelli or Saka? So, I mean, Saka. Well, Sokka. I just
1: think, just remember that Martinelli is more expensive than him now because he's climbed up from being less expensive than Odegaard was to start the season. But Brian, the goals are going to be messy. This is now first-place Arsenal coming to town.
2: Clubs are going to do what Newcastle just did. This is, this is, I mean, honestly, this is a Newcastle that's not crazy to think about the title themselves at this point of the season, and they defend it against Arsenal, All right?
0: right r- real quick, um, do we have time for a quick quiz? Whose ownership between Odegaard, Martinelli, and Saka, I'm going to give you three ownerships. Okay. Do not look.
1: I already know it. So you're so twenty twenty
0: 207 percent. That's one of the ownerships. Forty eight point three percent, and twenty two point eight percent. Those are the current active ownerships. 20.7, 20. 22.8, and forty eight point three for those three midfielders. Scott, can you link them?
2: My guess is Martinelli's is the lowest.
0: So you're saying twenty point seven for Martinelli? Okay.
2: Yeah and then i put odegaard's at 28 and saka's at the
0: 40 what okay so 20 okay hold on it was 20.7 then it was 22.8 for odegaard 20,
2: i thought you said 28
0: no not 28 to, there was 22.8 okay there's
2: 48.3 regardless martinelli's the lowest odegaard second saka the highest
0: okay saka is the lowest really 20.7% owned martinelli 48.3 odegaard Twenty-two point eight. I was surprised at Odegaard's ownership.
2: Well, I'm surprised it's going at Martinelli's. Up up. I guess Martinelli's is because of the price. I, I think FPL Nation's getting it right with Saka. He's not going to be the one that's going to score the dirty goals that Arsenal is going to have to score. It's going to be. I mean, Martinelli's goal was kind of a dirty goal, right? Wasn't it? No one was covering the back post. Obviously this was in the Newcastle no, Martin match. No, Ellis had a is. couple of
0: near post goals. So There's like how the heck did that just get in?
2: I'm thinking I, th- I think of a goal he scored at the end of the Brighton match where they won 4-2. I think he scored one where like a bunch of deflections and he he was the only one at the back post and ended up putting it in. Um I think he scored the fourth Arsenal goal if I remember right. Uh I think you know that's going to be the type of goal and Saka's not going to score that goal. So good job FPL nation. You've got it right I think. That 20% should only come down
1: yeah, I I, I, feel like it could be any week you're going to get something from one of these guys. It could be any it could be any time. And I think I think you're also I, true. I don't think you're going to ever feel bad about having any of them. The thing about Odegaard, Dave is Dave is right. I mean, he's gotten all of his points from three assists and a ton of bonus points. So. In the last, He's, I mean, since, I mean, since, in the last, since, since we've restarted here, I mean, Ryan, I mean, you're okay I mean,
2: with that from a 6.6 midfielder.
1: For sure. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not criticizing it at all. I'm just saying, like, positionally, I mean, he is, he is near the box. They all are, though. is still in the box. Ben White, that's why today, I mean, it was a distinct moment of realizing, uh, when Martinelli made, uh, he, he made a, pa- he made the pass, uh, into the box to Xhaka, and Xhaka couldn't quite, dink it back across the line. He ended up putting it in the side netting. And watching the, 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 the end, the touchline replay, the guy who that ball was going to go to if Xhaka wraps his foot around it the right way was Ben White. Ben White was the one streaking into the box at the end of that play and just thinking what a day it could have been for, <clears> you know, for Ben White and Luke Shaw, two defenders playing you know, kind of similar uh, things right now.
2: White and Xhaka are the two Arsenal players I currently own. Yeah,
1: Zaka because of money. Yeah, and is capable. It's just he hasn't returned. He just hasn't gotten the return. He hasn't done really anything since I j-
2: owned yeah, him. Just, game week 14. you cursed him, <laughs> Scott, the
0: second you owned yeah, him. Yeah,
2: I did. I did. I am the uh, I am the other Ben, All Star <laughs> Listener Ben. If it's not Ben, it's me. The two of us combined
1: are cursing a lot of different players in FPL. I just think if if you do get an announcement that Arsenal is going to play twice. In the you know at whatever point, I mean
2: yeah you go they're you, first
1: place. You you could have Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard in your midfield with any other two midfielders, and you'd feel okay about it. You could and Dave, are you satisfied with Enkedia filling in for for Jesus so he's be, far?
2: He's been good. He's, that's he, gonna okay. be the that's gonna be the thing too. We're talking about the midfielders, but if Enkedia can be. A substitute for Jesus. Well,
0: they're going to sign people, Scott, too. in January. Huge. They're they're about to sign Mudrick. and I think there's a real good chance that they're going to be able to sign uh, Joao Felix, which is which is crazy talk. Um, oh, the midfielder on, on loan. The,
1: the uh, a lot of people want him. though. You think you're confident that they're going to?
0: I got sources. Get him over I, Chel- I, the
1: Chelsea's not going to get him.
0: No, okay. I don't think so. He, although he does feel like more of a Chelsea player, but if one thing that Arteta's done really good at is not sign guys who are going to be bad locker room guys, and um, so if they if they decide to bring him on on loan, I mean, if he looks at at what Arteta did with Odegaard when he came there from Real Madrid, sort of an outcast, not getting playing time, and he puts him into the system, and Odegaard buys in, and Joao Felix sees that at 23 years old, and he's like, I could redo my career at, like Odegaard. Then maybe he signs up. Yeah, because he hasn't been playing for Atletico, and he has not been getting the plan time. I don't know if he just if he's had a falling out. With, Which is
2: crazy because he was like a once in a generation talent at one point. Well,
0: and that's what they called it. It's funny you say that. That's what they called Odegaard. That's true. And I was reading some stories this past weekend. With, anyways, Wait, how
2: many years is a generation? Never mind. Millions of years. <laughs> is it every year that we find new generational talents? Anyway. All right. all right, enough Arsenal talk. Brian, I agree. Dave, are you are you are you satisfied with how much we've talked about Arsenal? I think
0: we have covered them enough as we should for the league leaders. I've said this, this is now going into match week 20. Arsenal are still leading the league. They drop Comfortably. points Comfortably. To...
2: It's going to take 3 game weeks for someone, well, specifically only for City well, to take over. What what's over really Arsenal.
0: interesting is City now is sort of getting into the point like it took Arsenal going up against the best defense in the league. To to not get a goal, and I'm not saying that that's. Gonna, I mean, look, they're going to have bad games. They 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 you know drew Southampton earlier, uh, and then they just didn't show up against United. That's probably going to happen once or twice. Scott, the grind you, is probably going to catch them at some point, yeah, right? So, to, so so there's going to gonna have be hope. slip
2: ups. You have to <laughs> I love that you just said that. I was just going to say you have to avoid the Steven Gerrard slips.
0: Oh, well,
2: right? but you also
0: like there's going to be someone's going to make mistakes. One thing that they haven't made many mistakes yet.
2: But they're still babies. But
0: now things are changed, right? The questions the are pressure, now different.
2: The pressure. The questions yeah. are
0: now different. Yep. Yeah. So how are you going to stand up and respond to that? Because you don't have the pedigree of a Liverpool or a City, right? Who've been there before. Well,
2: this nil-nil match. I was going to say. How are they going to respond?
1: Right. This is a tough. Uh, this was a tough match. I mean, it, on it was you knew it was going to be ahead of this, and now you get. A north, a north London derby yeah. and then Manchester United. And this, by the this way, defensive a, this Spurs. This is as tough of a three three straight. Conte Spurs
2: are going to sit back
1: like Newcastle did.
0: Dave. Well, and that how's that working out for Spurs? I
2: get it, but listen, man, it's a derby.
0: It is a derby. No, no, for sure. And Kane always scores on them. I can only hope <laughs> he's in my squad.
2: He's in my right. squad. Have we talked about City enough? I mean, I have a City triple, but well, it's Holland. You have a and no City triple. Else. I you do. Have, yeah, I, have, have Foden, well, I have. You have a, I have a City double. I don't double. have Foden. I don't, I don't, I don't oh, have you have Kinsella. De Bruyne. I have KDB, and I have a Kanji. Oh, oh,
1: okay. Because nice. he keeps playing. Yeah, he is playing. Yeah, I don't hate that.
2: Um, but yeah. I'm probably going to send him out. I've got two. I I I did what Brink, uh, Ben Krellin suggested. I've got two transfers. And I don't have a lot of money in a lot of players, but a Kanji's
1: one where five pounds, I've got a little money. I think the the biggest, to me, I think the biggest Manchester City question is Joel Cancelo. I don't think there's a player that's been as, like, owned, as, you know, selected as any player in the game, as much as Cancelo has been, definitely in the last year and a half, who's now, you know, this is two two straight, you know, one off the bench, one complete, you know, unused sub for Cancelo in the last match. Pep talking about how, you know, he, you know, people asking questions about the team selection and why Foden, you know, Foden comes on. He talked about how, he talked about Foden like he was one of their under 18s. Like he was bringing him on and all this stuff. And he, he can play in a million, billion different positions and, you know, what a, what a spark he gave them off the bench. And it's just like are you talking about Phil Foden, like, the 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 future of this team, future England star. The savior F- of England's World right. Cup team. Hey, that's the thing. It's like he's talking about him like he's a guy who's really fighting to get in the squad every week, and it's just like, is he going to play? And then Cancelo, you know, it's he's one of the guys that gets left out here for two straight weeks. I, I was so close to a minus four to bring him in last week, and now with a double game week on the horizon, I don't know how you can have any confidence – in Pep's team selection other than De Bruyne and Holland, at this point. I know. Point.
2: I don't plan on sending out KDB yet, Akanji maybe, but I, I hear you. It's One of the things that stood out to me was the players who can just do so well for their countries but just can't seem to do it for their clubs. How in the hell can Alexis McAllister be a regular starter for World Cup Winning Argentina, and he can't be a regular starter for Brighton and Hove Albion. What yeah. is that
1: about? I think he had been a fairly regular starter. Yeah, he finally did. Like he kind of the end of season last season. We talked. I said we when he when he sparked this season. We we mentioned that he had had a couple moments. A couple last moments. Year, moments last season where it was like, holy cow, this guy's taking a lot of shots. I know. And that's I, all I, and I want t- to own turned, him. Turned, I've turned, wanted to yeah. own him for the better part of like two Dave, and a half years. Scott, Scott, Dave, he started
0: did. he started every single game this year before the World Cup. He played 90 minutes in every game but one where he played 86.
2: Okay, fine. And then
0: he came on as a sub today against Everton. He finally comes back
2: from the World Cup. Finally came. He finally made his way from the bus in Buenos Aires to uh, to Brighton, England. But I mean, in a season where we're looking at Almiron, Odegaard, Martinelli, Rashford, Trossard, Rodrigo, Pascal Gross. These are all guys who are seven pounds and lower. I, I want. I mean, it's just crazy to me. It's just. It's so fascinating to me. Guys that
1: can do well for country but not for club. That's all I'm saying. Do you think De Bruyne does well for club and country? Um, yes, he's playing. I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. De uh, it's f- It'd okay. be nice we, for yeah, De Bruyne to do well, something fantasy wise. It'd be has, really nice. It's odd you know? that he's still creatively. He's still one of. Well, the I mean, tr- if he, he does
2: anything tomorrow against or two days from now against City, he's back up to Chelsea third. Uh, that's sorry for Chelsea against Chelsea. For City, City against, against Chelsea.
0: Chelsea, give him more <laughs> bourbon, Brian.
2: I will not. Good thing. Good thing we're recording this at my house.
1: If he <laughs> does anything, he's back up to he. He could be top sco- He could be top scoring midfielder by the end of the game week. He's got a similar. I don't. I want to drag XG back into this because he and Odegaard are, are both good. both down there in the in the uh, sub point point threes and uh, goal in terms of actual goal threat. Uh, but the thing is, Odegaard actually has kicked a few in, and De Bruyne's not. Uh, and, and then, on top of that, he's creating a lot of chances. And he has in the last three weeks, including three big chances. And you just think, someone from Manchester City is going to kick a De Bruyne pass into the net, and no one has yet. So it, it only it, will happen
2: if it ends up at Holland feet. It's
1: impossible for him to continue having zero assists. So even that as a source of scoring for him is just it's not it's not happening and it's completely unsustainable for someone like him playing the way he is in a yeah, team like that. That's
2: why he's still in my squad. Right. Got, it's who's... the
1: it is there is an
2: expect an an
1: expected
2: point scoring from him, for me to keep having him in my squad.
1: Your ex scoring for KDB is high. I like It's very high. Um, it's all the peripheral guys for Manchester City that you're going to be tempted by. People with Foden are going to no, that, or don't have Foden are going to be tempted by Foden. Whoever does, be. whoever does good this week, it's going to be tempting to say like, well, maybe next week. But maybe, you, but maybe Pepper Ryan, throw him
2: in there twice. Brian, please agree with me. City are week by week. The squad oh my choice goodness, is yes. week by week. So yeah. don't don't chase points.
1: Just don't. No, do there's it. only one safe guy, and it's he's the only safe guy this season, and it's Erling Haaland. Yeah. It's amazing that it's like that, but but it is. And so no, I but De Bruyne I, to me is still he's still De Bruyne. If they if and when there's an official announcement of a double week, to me I like I would sell Salah for De Bruyne. You in, should in a heart in the double game for, week for a yeah. double game week for sure. Like I that that's a to me a no a as a Liverpool fan trainer. I can't argue with that.
2: Yeah, can we move on from Chelsea or City and go to Newcastle?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Would I be crazy looking at their next three opponents to just do a Newcastle defensive triple?
0: I have a Newcastle defensive double, and I've had it since the World Cup wildcard.
2: It's not crazy, right? Eddie Howe has them working from the back forward. And it's working. It's not crazy.
1: No. For four
2: weeks. You get Fulham
1: Palace, Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth in the next four. Yeah, you absolutely. Mm.
0: Give yourself some flexibility. Go Pope, Trippier, and Shar. Or, heck, go cheaper. You don't even have to have Trippier. Throw a Botman or a Byrne in there. What's that going to hurt you?
2: Trippier is far and away
1: top-scoring defender. For sure. He's a staple.
2: No, for sure. He's
1: got to stay. Can you believe there's a 40-point gap between him and second place? I
2: know. It's amazing. Trippier is a must.
1: Yeah, I, Trippier, is, uh, Trippier is a, a scary player.
2: You know who's going to be climbing the ladder
0: real quick if he keeps up this pace is freaking Luke Shaw.
1: True. He's not on Newcastle, though. He's not. Uh, <laughs> would you think about, uh, for the money, would you think about Sven Botman? Botman's still... four. four. I know, he's 4.4. 4. For God's
0: sakes, yes! Yeah. That's Anyone a, who's starting in Newcastle defense right now... Look at their schedule, and it doesn't even matter who they're playing. They go to Arsenal, and they shut Arsenal down. Arguably, the at least the second best offense in the league.
1: Can I say one thing about the the penalty claims for them? Uh, the handball to me, I can see. Yeah, I I could see that. The first one, one, I'm not way or the other. The, the first the, one's the, not a handball. The, the, the other one is the one that I'm. I think the Murphy. He,
0: no, last second Murphy. No, not that one at all. That's the, but I any, thought the other one was
1: any of the handball things to me, or I I could have seen that they were called or if they weren't, it to me it was fine that they weren't. Right. It was Dan Byrne dragging Gabriel down in the box in the,
0: on the corner. That, yes, good that call, to Brian. Me was the, really, was that, the,
1: the the more Scott, He almost pulled his jersey off. I'm surprised. Scott, he almost pulled his jersey off. I'm surprised you didn't lead the podcast with that because it was a clear. Jersey stretch. Yeah, no, listen. In the
2: box. No, listen, I have you, you, we, you don't you don't, you don't, You've done like individual... Yeah, you don't Scott shot on this. I know you guys understand. Like I have given up. Soccer will never change.
1: <sighs> Instead, we would be t- <laughs> No, listen. I'm just listen, saying uh, I'm listen, just saying we listen. would we would be talking about a 1-0 probably Arsenal victory with Saka scoring a penalty goal and Gabriel getting an assist to add to his things, and Trippier getting a two. This is not a hockey podcast, but Brian, you're a Pittsburgh
2: Penguins fan. Yes. I'm a Minnesota Wild fan. Yep. Pittsburgh plays in the Eastern Conference. Does Atlanta
0: still have the Flames?
2: The Thrashers?
0: Atlanta? They used to have the Atlanta
2: Flames. You're thinking of
1: Calgary Flames. I think they used to be Atlanta
0: Flames. At no, that
2: they would not allow the same nickname for two different teams. Was it
0: before did they move to Calgary?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh your lack of your lack of hockey is showing, Dave. What's hockey? All right. It's a great Brian, sport. Great sport. The Eastern Conference. Oh my gosh. I love hockey. I, I do hockey is do a favorite sport to watch. Hockey's a great sport. Uh Brian. Yes. the Eastern Conference is it's high scoring. Yeah. There's a lot of six five, five, four games, right? In yeah. the Eastern Conference. Hockey in general has embraced some rule changes that have also aided in more scoring.
0: This is not a hockey podcast, by the no, way. No, but
2: my point is, if soccer would just disallow the grabbing, I'm okay with 5-4 Premier League matches. All they have to do is start calling it once or twice, Scott. That's well, it. So here's the thing. We started to see it, right? We started to see it in the last few years. And then all of a sudden they decided this year. Remember we talked about this. They said, you know, we said this at the start of the season. The only way to make the refereeing better is to not call anything, right? We said that at the beginning of the season, and now all of a sudden it has taken no time at all for defenders to start doing all the old tricks again.
0: Dan Byrne, handful of shirt. I get it. Like literally pulling it. The, The letters were stretching. On the back of his shirt. Who's
2: upset about... On a corner. Who's upset about the fact that Arsenal beat Brighton 4-2, and it could have been 4-3? Yeah, it the easily could be 4-3. Yeah. Like, who's upset about that? No one. Why can't the Premier League just say, no grabbing? And if you grab, we're going to call it, I don't care if the match ends nine versus eight. I don't care if it ends five goals to four. How fun would that be? You know what I hated about the Arsenal-Newcastle match? You know what made me... What I'm already jaded. I'm already jaded. What okay, let's just hate? be clear. I'm already jaded. I
1: know what it was that he hated. What, what did I hate? You hated that the referee gave so, stopped the play as much as he did.
2: I hated the fact that the players from both clubs were running and surrounding the referee the oh, entire match okay, the way yeah. that they did.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I, that, that Bobby was,
2: Madley should have just thrown up yellow cards and red cards like know, crazy.
0: It, you know what, though? It, but here's the deal, Scott. It's on him. They I'm sense bad. weakness in the fact. Yes, Right, and that's so what I'm saying. It's Madley's. It's Madley's. I want thing.
2: referees to be strong. I want, it's, it's, I want. the match to end nine versus eight.
1: We need Howard Dean out there. <laughs> oh. Yeah, be yeah. no, it's it's Mike Dean. You want Mike Dean? Howard Dean? Yeah, yeah that's, the, that, that's you the, want the, Howard. Dean. You want yeah, Howard is. Webb? You want Howard <laughs> Webb? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, not who? the not want, the not the Vermont I want, politician. I want either Mike Dean
0: or Howard Webb. You see what I did there? <laughs>
2: yes, I do. Yes.
0: That's what exactly. you're
2: you your politician. Howard Webb back on the pitch. No <laughs> one got in Howard Webb's face. Forget Howard Webb. Who's the guy that we loved? Who then like who? Who's the guy who just resigned like a couple of years ago?
1: You want Klats back? Mark Klatt. Yeah, Mark
2: Clattenburg. We need yeah. Mark Clattenburg back. Klats was awesome. Yeah, gone are the good refs. Well, he, he was a he he did analysis for Fox Oliver's Sports. Oliver's the last guy we got. He did he did Fo- oh and he, he did Fox Sports analysis, Clattenberg, for Fox. I'm okay yep. with uh, Oliver. for the World Cup. Yep. I'm okay with Oliver. No, um, um, he's terrible.
1: Since, since uh we touched on uh we touched on Brighton for a split second with Alexis McAllister, can we segue into Brighton talk about, about a, seg- a segment I like to call more Brighton bargains? Uh wow. by the way, hey, hey hey more, hey. more- Brighton bargains. Brian, did New you know that
2: Trashbirds can fly? Yes, Trashbirds. They are
1: flying. They are flying. Matoma is scoring goals. Who? Yes. Yeah, Dave, Matoma. Yeah. What? So, uh, if only we, are you saying his name right? Yeah, he's definitely saying his name right. Japanese uh, national uh, star. He was fantastic, even in the World Cup. Karu Matoma. 4.9, just 0.4% selected as of uh, a little bit earlier today. He started, he would have started, I think, the last six for Brighton. He was starting to come on a little bit. Uh, the reason why I know this, as a Purvis Estupignan uh, former uh, selector uh, last, last uh, year, Matoma came in for Estupignan in, a couple, of, uh, in a, couple of, a couple of matches, and it was very clear what he brought to the attack, even in matches where Estupignan was good. It got Matoma to start. Uh, I think it was starting game, uh, even in game week fourteen. I think was where he start where he got his run of starts. He would have started game week sixteen. I think he was sick against Aston Villa. Otherwise, he would have started that match too. He's gotten returns in four of four of the five games that he's played in. He's got three goals and an assist. Almost no one has three goals and an assist in his since he's started here. He's tied for, with Saka for 10th most points among midfielders since game week 14. He's got the same number of points as Bukayo Saka. How many people are going to Saka? A lot. How many people are going to Matoma? Almost no, no one. Because he's got 0.4% selected. I'm just saying he's got the same number of touches in the box as, almost as Miguel Almiron since game hey, week 14.
0: Hey, does Brighton, is it better than Potter's Brighton?
2: It's more fun because they play offense and no defense.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they I are mean, just
2: It's it's a 4-2 match waiting to happen. I mean, I actually thought about this. I'm as serious. Were... No, no, no Zerby, I am answering you. Derby's Brighton is it
0: better than Potter's Bright... Brighton? Well, I'm four, looking at Brighton's Brighton won, schedule.
2: Brighton won, Brighton won 4-1 today. And as I was watching this, you know, there's five goals in this match. There were six goals in their loss the the match where they lost against Arsenal. And then there were I'm um, finding it. Hold on. There were four more goals in their win over Southampton. There <laughs> that's a total of fifteen goals in their three matches over the festive. Scott,
0: fictions. it gets better than that. They're fun. Well, Scott, these are the it's it's one four, two four, one three, two one, two three, four one. Now, look, that tells me don't own Robert Sanchez, okay, because you're not getting a clean sheet. (laughs) No defenders. But, Scott, to your credit, that is a lot of action.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of action. Sully
2: March. Why not?
1: It is Sully March season now. Uh, The other guy I want to talk about, who you said his name earlier, may be wrong, Scott, Uh, is their (laughs) forward who is now – he got his first start today. Do you want to know how to say this guy? Who? You want to do a how to say on this guy? From Brighton, he's a forward for Brighton. He's played a hundred minutes in two games. I'm asking if you want to. And has wanna, two goals and assists. I'm asking if you want to say. I want to know question. how
0: to say this guy's name.
1: Can we have music for it? I'm yeah, fine. You're so demanding. You put music I'm on, sure on this. We if can if do you're going to put a, a lazier man, might put music on this and just say something like, "Well, we'll play Thin Lizzie. The boys are back in town because they're from Ireland. But I work hard for the money, so I'm saying to play the song Muted Gold by the band Silverbacks. They are from Dublin also. It works really great here. Muted Gold? Band is the Silverbacks. You should check them out. This week's How to Say is going to make you rethink having an expensive third forward or the cheap third forward that you currently have because this is the latest sensation. He's from Brighton and he is cheap. He's 4.5. He is not selected by anybody at all right now. This is an Irish national team future star. He's just 18 years old. He has three pr- Premier League appearances so far, and he's already got more Premier League goals in the season than Cristiano Ronaldo. The Gulls <laughs> signed this young Evan in January. Evan? Evan. Evan? To- Evan? Evan. To their academy from the Irish League juggernaut Bohemians. Despite having interest from all... All of the big six clubs in the Premier League. Wow! All clubs were interested in this guy, but he chose Brighton because of the relationship that his dad, Barry Ferguson, former professional who had a short-lived career in the Premier League, his dad had a relationship with the people at Brighton, and that's what that's what ended him. That's what got him signed there. Really? He's six foot. He's a striker. He has the tools. They're they're comparing him <laughs> to the. To like the poor bands that are like hollowed, which is Stop. hilarious. <laughs> if he keeps up performances like this, though, he's not going to be in Brighton for very long. Your four and a half pound Brighton forward is none other than Scott's pronunciation, Evan Ferguson. Evan Ferguson? You can say it like that if you want, and people will love it. Um, I think that was more Scottish. The only thing is, I hate to drag Danny Welbeck back into this, but Danny Welbeck played a lot. Was playing well for them. He was injured in a friendly versus Aston Villa over the World Cup break, and he was projected back as soon as, as 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 soon as this week. Like it was possible, it was as close as this week that he could possibly get back. I don't know that he's gonna. You I know, mean, I don't know that Welbeck is like so nailed that someone else can not come in. But Deservey said he's shown me that he can start for this team. And sure enough, he started for the team. And what did he do today? He had a goal and an assist Brian, against the worst team in the league.
0: I have some interesting stats. Yeah, go for it. Danny Welbeck on the season: nine hundred and ninety-five minutes. Which that right there is mind-blowing to me. That's probably the most minutes he's ever played in the season.
1: It's been a long time. Ryan,
0: how many goals has he scored?
1: I don't know. I maybe one. Zero. Oh, he didn't score at all. That's
0: Zero. Amazing. He has four assists. Yeah, but what was his xG? Zero goals. Ferguson has played <laughs> a tenth of the minutes, technically a ninth. Don't you know, fast not math, doing the math. He's played a ninth of the minutes, and he has two goals and an assist. Yeah,
1: he's playing great.
0: Goal Why off, would oh. I want to
1: bring old man Danny Welbeck back in there? I don't know. Goal off the bench against your guys uh, gets the full start. I mean, that's the thing. He's played himself into a consideration. He hasn't played himself I, in. He's not nailed. You're not putting him in your team thinking like a, I got the nailed on starter He's a poor, he's a poor man's
0: meat man
1: is what he is. He's kind of meaty. He's definitely worth paying attention to.
0: <laughs> Look, if I could if I could find point 0.3 somewhere, I would easily turn Greenwood into Ferguson. That is fact. I just don't have the extra point 0.3 unless I get rid of Salah or De Bruyne. And then Nefri's a whole lot of money.
1: I'm going to sell Darwin for him.
0: Yeah. Not, not not, a horrible move.
1: Who else do you want to talk about? Do we need to talk about Manchester United? Yeah, yes, definitely. we do. Fun, As we
2: sit here, we're only, we're only it is Funchester we're, United. We're almost halfway through game week 19. Uh, of the clubs who have played three matches in the festive fixtures, only two, only two have earned a perfect nine out of nine points. Mm-hmm. Manchester United's one of them. Now, before you give them too much credit for that, look at who they played.
1: Right. That's what we talked about before the World Cup break, was that this was the best possible restart. They had the best possible schedule. It's about her. to get a lot
2: harder. So before yeah. you go all in on Manchester sure. United, maybe maybe think about Marcus Rashford and stop there. Yeah. but Luke Shaw, are you kidding me? Well, okay. Luke Shaw. And De Gea. Is, but... There's nothing wrong with Owning are Day. You yeah. worried about all, are you worried about Owning all three of those, though, for the Manchester Derby I was going to
1: say, it's City and Arsenal and they're in the next two weeks. I don't know how much you want to load up on those guys if you don't have them now. Uh, if, you've, if you've already brought them in, which tons of people already have, just because of the results are there. Rashford's in it. To me, Rashford is the kind of player, or Bruno maybe, is the kind of player you want for the Derby or for the Arsenal match. To me, those are... Like, Rashford's just scoring against he's scored against all of these teams even with disciplinary issues. He still comes off the bench to score. I just think that I like I don't know how, yeah, you're probably not counting on clean sheets but this is definitely not a Manchester United team that's that can't score against City or against your guys. Brian, they already did it against your guys. Listen,
0: completely agree. Manchester United is is in full effect. Brian, guess the ownership percentage On Bruno Fernandez, and if you get within two, three, I'll give you three ownership possession on either
1: side. Do it for Scott. I have the number in front of you. Damn you. I do it for my my notes sake. I do it for the sake of knowing. Bruno Fernandez's ownership Ownership
0: percentage. You get get three.
2: 17.
0: Would you believe it if I told you the ownership is (laughs) 3.3%?
2: Well, I get it. That is
0: a differential, and and listen, no, I am totally with Brian no, hold right on. here. No,
2: hold on, hold on, hold on. We okay. A when differential we were going is
0: someone who uh, not many people are no,
2: no, no, no. When we were going into the festive fixtures, what was the talk in our Slack workspace? It was Ronaldo's out, Bruno is in, right? Correct. A lot of guys were saying, "Go to Bruno." Correct. What did Bruno do during the festive fixtures? Nothing. Uh, it was Rashford. Well, well but well, he's Bru- Bruno
0: Bruno the last two matches of his last three out of four matches, he's got an assist.
2: Right. Is that what you want from that price in the midfield?
0: All I'm saying is nine point eight. I mean if 9.8? you had that's more than de Bruyne or Sala's done.
1: Um wait, what did you
2: say Salah got coming out of the uh, World Cup?
1: He was double digits, right? We well, scored a twelve Yeah. in, in game week seventeen. Yeah. So. He had a goal and assist. Salah's
0: given you one return in the last four weeks. Bruno's given you three returns in the last four weeks.
2: Assists. You don't want assists from your 9.8.
0: I want returns. Salah in the, look, 14, 16, 18, fast math there in the last four weeks. And Bruno, the the last four weeks.
1: Why are you whispering?
0: Bruno, the last four weeks, 21 points. So in the last four weeks, he's outscored Bruno or Sala Bruno has.
1: I don't hate it. Uh, He is taking a decent amount of shots uh, since game week 17. He's got the fifth most shots of any player. I mean, it's eight shots is a respectable number, but he's created the second most chances of anyone. So he's he's doing what you want Bruno to do. It's just not nearly as prolific as, like, peak Bruno that we saw, what, a year and a half or two years? I will
0: probably ago. May be making a move to either Bruno or, or probably more mainly Marcus Rashford after the City and Arsenal match.
1: You're And also, just to say it, too, I mean, despite playing against three bad opponents, they're also doing it. They didn't play. I don't think Veron played today. Uh who, who else was it? Lissandro Martinez that has been, had been starting for them. They played yeah, Harry Maguire like today. So. Uh, Dallow hasn't been back in the side yet either, so you are not even playing. Oh, they're not even playing their peak defensive players that got them to the position that they were in.
0: Is Phil Jones still playing for them? <laughs> One of my favorite United players of all yeah, time. Yeah, and hey,
1: Jesse Lingard is also coming off the bench this
2: uh, week. No, he's not. He's, he's not a yeah. course player. Hey, I want to go back just briefly. I have decided what three Newcastle players are going to be in my squad.
1: Oh, okay. Go. For go. Is this on the oh, pod
0: yeah. official change? Yeah. St. Trip- Maximan and
2: Trippier's already in. St. and. Nope, Trippier's already in. Okay. Joining him, Almiron.
1: Yeah, okay. Great. Course, yep. And Chris
2: Wood. Isak. Oh, yeah. Isak. playing he is, it. he is back in full training. And I don't like third forward options that are in FPL right now. I will take a returning Isak over anyone else. He's at 6.6. Thank you for bringing a
1: forgotten man back into. Yeah. Our, that's why I that's purview. why I went back yeah, to Newcastle briefly.
2: So those are my three Newcastle players I'm going with. I'm spending a little bit more money to have Gabrielle alongside Ben White in my defense. And I sold Sala to make this all happen.
1: You haven't clicked submit on
2: this yet. No, but I'm playing my wild card because what do I care?
1: Oh, all right. No, I'm making eight so. changes. Okay.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm preparing for the cups. Get That's all I'm bold. for. Hey, I'm, I'm Liverpool 2021 play, right now. Play, play for the cups, baby. Yeah, playing for the cups. All right. So, United, have we settled on where we're it at? It is Funchester
0: United. Fun United. Uh, Ronaldo out. Scott, uh, it's interesting. When I was producing the last pod, you were set on there. There's no way Arsenal. There's no way Ronaldo's not in the team just after the World Cup. And. I'm glad to say that you're, you're wrong. Like Ronaldo, Ronaldo for absolutely Saudi absolutely out over the World Cup. Yeah,
1: for and, Saudi Arabia.
0: Uh, and it's Funchester United. Funchester United is back. Marcus Rashford, I don't own, but I'm about to.
2: so happy that Manchester United are fun again. <laughs> uh, fifth place is Spurs. I don't know what there is to say about Tottenham Hotspur. Hold on, hold on. This, is what to, this is what to say, okay, this is what to say. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah. That was a yawn on the pod right there. Yeah,
1: I get it. Um, they're not doing anything. I do own Harry Kane, but um, I don't know why. I own
0: Harris too, and I think it's going to pay off this week. They're at Palace.
1: Antonio I, Conte. It's got to pay off. We're, this week, we're starting you to see two 0 Palace incoming. No we're, it's, we're, no, we're starting to see full. You don't know. No. We're getting the full. <laughs> we're getting the full Conte. Oh, this no. is this is full Conti. Well, yeah. is
0: that a pun on the full Monty? Yes, it is. The full Conti. Yes. Yep. Wow.
1: No, it wasn't. I didn't want it to be, but now it is.
0: Okay, well, I'm fine. Whatever. That's uh, what I heard.
1: Now that he's saying out loud, "I want what's best for Tottenham," and that doesn't mean I want to win the league. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it 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 I, What's best for Tottenham might be fourth. Or it might be fifth. Isn't that what they've been saying? Or it it's might Ottenham be sixth for the last. 6 Or it years. might be seventh. Uh, he's like a... the guy, the guy is just saying, "I might not be the manager. I'll do. I'm. I'm here to do the job. I will do the job as best the best that I can with what I've got. But I might not uh, be the manager that needs to take this team beyond this." No, so, okay. So right. he's, he's – I, I mean, I, I like that he's – I mean, you like honesty, I guess. Uh, I don't know how much no. people like his honesty. He's just doomed Spurs to Europa League.
2: Here's the thing. I hate that. I, I've never liked him. I've never liked him. That is a manager who recognize. Uh, I guess you can give him credit for understanding his limitations. But he's also uh, – how is that anything other
1: than giving up? It's funny because he wasn't really saying that when they were what third, you know what I mean? Like th- they were higher than this, and now they're slipping. And they also they're also dealing with a I hate him fractured orbital bone. Son and no Kulishevsky and Risharleson is out indefinitely. Dave and- doesn't care. He says he play it's next man up, right, Dave? Next man up.
2: Uh... Spurs. If they're top six, they have a next man up, right?
0: They, they, and,
2: and their manager should not be saying, we're okay. Or if, someone if else could do the job If there's better.
0: one team that I will absolutely be anti-against, anti it, is, it is Spurs. Anti-against. I continue. Negative. Yeah,
1: it's it's first. That, does that mean I'm for it's them? First, it's first most. Hey, does that mean up. I'm for <laughs> them? First most? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love
0: to I, see Spurs I, struggle. So Although I currently own Harris Kane, and but, I need him to Conte's, score. The,
2: he's the worst cuz he's not taking
0: ownership of anything. His interviews are the best though when he does them in English. That's the best.
2: Well, but he's not taking ownership of anything. And that's a that's a coward for a manager. I'm sorry. You're no leader. He's not a leader. He's not a leader. He's a cheer leader. That's the closest thing to a leader he'll ever be. Interesting.
1: And we done with Spurs. That makes me. I um. just. Angry. I just. What don't, else do you
2: have? Do you have anything else on Spurs, Brian?
1: There's, but there's. That's the thing. There's just. There isn't anything to talk mm. about with them because they're so. They're underperforming Boring. in every possible way. <laughs> there's a
2: reason why Leeds United is on American television more than Spurs. All right, let's quickly talk Chelsea. You some say, pe- some people are going
0: Fulham. to Mason Mount. Who?
2: Fulham. They're seventh in the table. Who?
0: Meat me, me, Man is the only guy you're owning.
2: Fulham is the other club besides United, as we're sitting here, who scored a maximum 9 out of 9 points
1: in the Festive fixtures. Do you know that Tim Ream has scored 25 points in the last three weeks? <laughs> that was all in one match because he scored a flute goal. He, has a, he had a 9 today against Leicester. He okay. scored a four, in your he face, scored a 14 against Chelsea two weeks ago. How many ago? clean sheets
2: he counting on from Tim Ream? Zero because they're,
1: they're about to play Manchester United, Chelsea, Newcastle, Tottenham, and Chelsea in their next five matches.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. So the, it's, right not, it's
1: not possible for back them back to, to the keep... bottom half with you, Fulham. <laughs> right? So their next five are better. Ba- well, Tottenham, wow, that I don't is know about so Tottenham, true. Chelsea, still.
2: Newcastle, Tottenham, Chelsea.
1: Yeah, <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> and we talked about and Manchester and eight already. United. Don't, don't
1: leave Manchester United.
2: They also yeah. skip Brentford, they're ninth. They're about to. Oh, no, Chelsea. sorry.
1: So it's Chelsea, Newcastle, Tottenham, Chelsea, right?
2: Brentford's ninth. Ivan Tony's hurt, and is, Dave says who to every other player. On is preferred.
1: Ivan Tony gonna get? Uh, is he gonna get some kind of punishment for sports betting?
2: He should, or else it doesn't matter anymore, and everyone will sports bet. I think
1: he. I think that's the
2: sports betting will be the English equivalent of financial fair play for Europe. Ooh. If Ivan Tony is not punished,
1: I think. I think that's. Uh, I think that's looming. Um, no, the only uh, you're, do you, nobody has Andreas Pereira in this podcast.
0: No, I don't. And Scott doesn't, and he's getting up to go to the bathroom. But, no, Scott – look, Andreas Pereira is 4.6, 25% owned overall. I just – man, come on, man. What are you you expecting from him? I think there's better options.
1: Everybody's expecting a lot from him every week on their bench is what everyone is expecting from him. Because everyone that has him rarely plays him because most of the time you're playing one of the other – better options or more expensive options that you have, and you're benching him even whenever they have a a good matchup. Yes. And then a double week like they had today, you start him probably, and he plays 59 minutes and gets you nothing. Willian is a better FPL asset than Andreas Pereira is.
0: Wow. That's sad. All right, Brian, what have we missed? Have we missed
1: anything? Um. Because we need to wrap this we need I, to wrap this thing up i am sure we have missed something is there what are the players that what are the people that you're like this is the guy? no question, I'm going to him this week i I
0: love the if, if I'm going to go to rashford after his next two match weeks, but I'm not going to do that. I don't know, I'm not making a move yet I, this is a great question. I'm going to wait for the doubles to be announced. And then, and then go to make a move. Because, again, this is going to be the longest match week. So, Chelsea City play on Thursday. Just want to remind everyone that we're, we're, we're recording on Tuesday night. Chelsea and City play on Thursday of this week. The match week does not end until Chelsea Fulham play on the following Thursday.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's a lot There's the FA Cup By the match. Way, we
0: didn't
2: talk enough about Chelsea. Kepa's my starting goalkeeper. Oh yeah, Chelsea. We were going to talk about yeah. Chelsea, Dave. You Chelsea. said Mason Mount, but I'm not interested. But I'm that's... not either.
0: League Billy, who's who's, um, he and I are are close. My, my my goal at this point, League Billy, I think has beat me at least the last two years. So my my goal is to beat League Billy, and I, I I'm I'm in I'm in contention now. I haven't screwed it up yet. He's gone to Mason Mount, and he's got Bruno. I don't have either one of those. So we'll see. We're kind of uh, in contrasting spots at the moment. I that's an interesting move. I I don't think I want anything of Chelsea at the moment. Even was, even no. If I had if I owned a Chelsea player, at minimum it would be Keppa. But I don't. I don't even want Keppa. That's was, my opinion. I know he's, Brian,
2: he's you own him. He's great though, and he's a nailed-down starter for Grand Potter.
1: Yeah, for sure. I was uh, I was tempted by Sterling again. Um, I he's not setting the world on fire because Chelsea's doing about the same attacking wise that they were prior to the World Cup break. I mean they're they feel like the kind of team that can only score two goals at most uh any week. But I mean he's been involved twice now. He's got a goal and an assist uh since the restart. So the double, I mean, you know, like I you know, I think they they weren't great. That's the thing. Like I think in two matches where you you're kinda of expecting more from them, they weren't they weren't fantastic in the the two matches right. uh, since we've come back from a World Cup. But it was a double. I mean, that's the thing. I don't think you're counting on clean sheets, but if you're gonna get attacking points, I mean Havertz seems like he can knock one in here and there. Sterling feels like he's gonna be somewhat involved in something. Is Polisic gonna keep starting for them? I mean it's just there's just so much uncertainty with the way they're doing things, but the one thing that you know for sure is that it's not gonna be a Bamiyang. Is he's just a failed experiment every everywhere he's going now. Right. Uh and losing I wasn't wrong when he was on Arsenal. Just wasn't right yet. <laughs> <laughs> Although you could argue that I was right then too. Okay. Losing Losing Reese James and having no Bencho and and not being yeah and not being able to get anyone really fit, uh, I wonder how much losing uh, Angolo Conte has affected them, uh, uh, as far as the midfield is concerned. I mean, they've had a lot to, they've just had a lot to a lot of shake up, and I just they're just hard to buy into in any way. The only thing that's good about Kepa is that he was. He was four point four. As we're
2: sitting here, there's a separation with the top four in the table. The bottom half of the table is going to be so fun if it doesn't. If it stays this way, the bottom half is going to be crazy. It is. You're looking at. I mean, every. I mean, one win is going to is changing the bottom half of the table every time someone wins at the bottom here. Yeah. But you have 19 and 20 Wolves in Southampton. They've changed managers prior to the World Cup. Then you have 18. I don't understand how Steve Cooper has a job. Does he have something? does 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 he have? intel on the dirty Greek owner for Nottingham Forest. That's the only way he could have a job. Oh, oh, sleepy Steve. They
1: extended
2: him. (laughs) It's so crazy to me. Uh, But then you have Everton and West Ham above that. I mean, Lampard and Moyes, they're they're not doing what they should be doing with the talent that they have. They're gone. They're going to be gone soon. And that's going to be the interesting story to me is what's going to happen down there with these clubs that are just underperforming with the managers they currently have that will be sacked they will be sacked and if Brendan rogers doesn't figure it out at leicester that's going to happen at at some point here soon too that's that's what's it's not fpl worthy you know because there's not a whole lot going on down there with fpl assets but that's where the fun is is what's going to happen because there's no way southampton and wolves and
1: west ham and everton are all going to go down without a fight
0: yeah no i i totally agree
1: yeah, and especially when you know that the quality of Leeds and Bournemouth isn't like spectacular, and they are, they're safe right now, but they're not. I mean, no one, no one is safe. I mean, even Villa, uh, Villa and Palace aren't aren't particularly. I mean, they're less than ten points from the very bottom. So I, yeah, I just, I agree with you. That's this is going to be quite a second half.
0: Scott, we made it. We were at the end. Brian, uh, I think you gave us your one last thing. If you haven't, it's too late now. <laughs> um, but hey, I think we've covered. We, listen, we've covered so much. Hey, hey, we're not
2: that rusty. We still know how to do this pod thing. We still, we
0: still can do a little bit. It. Ha- we, I did feel like we shook some rust off, and there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, I think we've gotten pretty close to preparing for everything that we can for the next match week. It's so crazy the festive fixtures, how. Things just change. I mean, match weeks are happening, you know, so quickly, and then all of a sudden now we have this double that's actually lasting way long uh, all the way through an FA Cup weekend. But that's just the Premier League right now, Scott. What are we going to do about it? Here,
2: here. Every weekend could be surprising. Yeah. And has been.
0: All right. For the Upfield America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.